Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Okay, now let's get in this thing, all right? Write this down. We're talking about honoring the Word of God. Get a pen and paper. Take some notes. If not, use one of those envelopes in there or something. But you use your phone. You can use your phone, too. I ain't got no problem with that because you got to understand some stuff, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about the value of the Word of God. Amen? And if you don't value this Word, Mark chapter 4. Remember we got there? Go to Mark 4, 24. I feel the anointing in here. You feel it? Praise be to God. You got it? Mark 4, 24. You listen to me in this series, you're going to be in trouble. Because here's the problem. How do you train your human spirit? You instantly obey the Word of God. That's how you train your human spirit. You train your human spirit by instantly obeying the Word of God. Here's the thing with people. Too many times in life, people got too many decisions that are outside, outside of the Word of God. Don't make any decision outside the Word of God. Stay within the Word of God to make all your decisions. You understand that? It's like this. Oh, should I? What's the Bible say? Now, if you don't know, you find out. Don't get too far out in what you don't know. Because what you don't know, you get in trouble. Because here's the thing. As long as you stay in the Word, you win. That's how you win in life. You know what I mean? So you get an idea or something comes up and you got to make a decision. You know what you do? You make a decision based out of the Word of God. That's why you're here. You learn about the Word of God. That's why you're smiling. You know why? You're growing. You're taking these little seeds and you're putting them in you. Six months ago, some of you would have went wacky. You know what I'm saying? Would have got mad about something. That got seed. The love of God's constraining you. You're getting a new mindset about how you see yourself. That's the Word of God will do that. It's a seed. So you got to stay in the anointing. That's why you stay in an atmosphere like this. I told him in the prayer, I went in prayer today, I said, man, you're setting an atmosphere. A lot of buildings you walk in and walk out, you walk in and walk out the same way you were. Certain places you come in, you walk in, you walk out different, something happened to you. You don't know why, you can't explain it, but something happened. He shows up. I mean, he shows up. God shows up. Why does God show up? Well, that's what church is supposed to be like. But don't worry about it. We, we got him here. So he's going to renew your mind. He's going to renew your mind. He's going to get on you. You know what I mean by that? So I'll slow your processor down. Some of you being like a squirrel on a wheel all day. You come in here, I'll slow the whole thing down. Yeah, you're all squirrely, squirrely inside it. I'll get the thing calm as calm, calm. How you going to do that? He'll show up. He's peace, man. He's internal peace, external peace, peace in your head, peace in your heart. My God in heaven, he'll come in here like he'll come in here like a cloud. Woo! He'll just roll in. Yeah, why not? Let him come. What do I care? I don't want to preach anyway. I want him to come in. Say, so we're gonna sit here and roll on the floor. Maybe we'll take a nap. I don't know. We'll all get up better. Who cares? Just stay, stay in this thing and trust me, though, the word of God. So look at Mark 4:24. But write that down. 4:24. We've got a lot of scriptures for you tonight. What's that? And he said unto them, listen, God will never hurt you. God loves you. And if God gets on you, he wants to help you. What I mean by that is this. His presence should be tangible because he's a tangible God. He is not a fake God. He's real. You know what I'm saying? Religion's fake. Talk about something they can't manifest. Talk about, so, talk about so, religion's junk. You know what I'm saying? You can't manifest that. You come in here, God get on you. Feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Get on you, you start feeling hope. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You know what I mean? Get on yourself like, well, everybody, everybody's got something to say about me. Everybody's judging me. God don't got none of that. He ain't got none of that. You know what I'm saying? Just go in there and God's, God's cool. So don't get all, don't get stuck on God. You know what I mean by that? Be open to him. If he's going to adjust your attitude, let him do it. Ain't nobody better to adjust your attitude but God. Just work with him. He's cool. He's big enough. Your sin ain't big. He already took care of that. So stay here. And he said to them, take heed what you hear. Now watch this. With what measure you meet it, it should be measured unto you. Now here's the key, all right? The value you place on hearing the word of God is the value it comes back to you. Okay? That's one of the, that's one of the mysteries of the kingdom. Is that okay? You understand what that means? The value you place on what you hear is take heed what you hear. Now, he's in Mark chapter 4. He's explaining the whole thing. I'm going to tell you now, if you can figure out Mark chapter 4, you can figure out the whole Bible, Kaylee. You can figure the whole Bible out. That's the key. He likened everything into a seed. He said everything is a seed. When you hear about prayer, that's a seed. Now, watch this. You want to know how whether prayer works for you or not? 
How good you hear when we were on prayer series? I'll go slow. I love you. So let's go slow. How good were you paying attention in faith class? Because you were like, oh, uh, what time is this over? And faith class went right by you. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't take no heed to hear. And guess what? I'm not picking on you, but did you look? If you, you ever go somewhere, you really got to pay attention. You know what I'm saying? The doctor lawyer's over here, praising the Lord. When the lawyer starts talking over here, man, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, you know, you could talk, you, yeah, you could talk to, you know, in an important conversation, sometimes you got to perk up. Am I right? Hey, just get through, you know, every once in a while I throw him a piece of article or something. Read this. I ain't reading all those papers. Between him and Dennis, for crying out loud, I'm hardwired. So I said, I ain't reading all this stuff. You read it. One time I sent something to him. I said, I said, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I sent it, and he, I said, call me. He called me back with the answer. How many of you know I just want the answer? I don't want to read all the mumbo jumbo. You know what I'm saying? I just want to answer, yay or nay. He said, yes. I said, that's, I, I was really listening because I wanted to know something. What do I do? Yes. Okay, good. We got it. You see? Are you getting what I'm saying here? There's certain conversations you really pay attention to. Sometimes you guys are all, all in left field with stuff. No, you can't get in left field with this because this is the word of God. Some people just talking, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you got to pay. Oh, yeah, I got to hear something about that. Right? That's what you got to do with the word of God. You got to kind of lean in. Okay? Why? Because this is what he's saying. Take heed what you hear. Now, Mark chapter 4, he said, the sower sows the word. He's saying every word you hear, when you heard that word on prayer, guess what's going to come? Affliction, persecution, cares of the world, lust of the things, deceitfulness and riches, all that stuff's coming. Try to choke that word. Try to choke that word. Try to choke that word. Try to choke that word on prayer. How about this? Oh, you know, just take the offering. Leave me alone. No, 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 no. I got to prosper. You see, you need, you need to come in here like 45 minutes like ready to work out. Like ready to listen. Because I'm not, what do you think I'm? I, okay, I'm anointed. But guess what? That word's way more anointed than I am. That word's got life in it. It's alive. That's John 6, 63. Remember we read it? The words I speak to you, they are spirit in your life. There's life in the word. There's life in the word to change your situations and circumstances. But guess what? You ain't going to speak it if you don't believe it. Look, I told you this. If your faith can't move your mouth, it ain't moving no mountain. It ain't going to move no mountain. Can't even move your mouth. You tell me you believe it. You've got to speak it. Come on, John 6.63, go let them see it. They need to see it. You see it in that? So now what am I doing? I'm in here like this. I'm like, say something so I can get access to something because once I get access to something, now I can change something. You see it? So that's Mark 4.24. He's like, take heed what you hear because the measure or basically I like to say this, the value you put on what you've been hearing is the value that what? It's coming back. Now here's a good one, right? Well, who's preaching? Who cares? My value is not in the oracle that's using the word of God. My value is found in the word. I don't care if Humpty Dumpty gets up here. Just say something, bro, out of that book. Don't tell me what you think about the book. Tell me what the book said. Don't tell me, oh, I think the Bible said. I don't care what I think. I don't even care what I think. I have no opinion of the word of God. I never want to do that. So look at John 6, 63. Did you write that down? For it is the spirit that what? Quickens or what? Makes alive. Makes alive what? The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Zoe, God kind of life. So the word of God is what? Spirit and life. Write that down. You can get life and you can get spirit, right? The spirit, the quickeneth. Well, look at the Amplified. See what the Amplified says. I don't know, but it probably says something good. Let's just see, right? Because make alive, right? Look at this. Ooh, look at me see. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. It is of no account. The words I've spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. Providing what? Eternal life. There's spirit in life. There's spirit. Everybody say spirit. Right? And life. Zoe. You like that? Now, what's that mean? That means you can find it in the word. You can find what? The spirit of it. Now, let me tell you something about when you get the spirit of it or the life. The Zoe. That's the God kind of life. It's in the book. It's alive. The flesh don't profit nothing. So you cannot fight this fleshly battle. You know that. That's what the Bible says. It says what? It says don't fight this flesh in battle, blood. This is goofy. This is a spiritual battle. Amen? Right? So John 6, 63 said what? The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? They are life. 
So now you got to go get some spirit life filled words when you got situations arise and circumstances. That was Isaiah 55 11. Remember that? Write that down. So let's just write this down, right? The word of God is spirit and life. How many of you need some spirit? Come on now, when I say that, I, I'm telling you what I mean by that now. Now I want you to really absorb this, right? What do you mean? What do you mean there's spirit? There's spirit food. Your spirit feeds spiritual food. Like your natural body eats regular food, your spirit feeds on spiritual food. It gives you, it gives you life. The Zoe, God kind of life, gives you the energy in spiritual things. Is that okay? And when that happens, let me tell you what happened now to you. You see, because here's the thing. All day long, stuff is pulling from you whether you see it or not. You got to make sure you what? You feed upon spiritual things and you let life come in you. Why is that? It energizes you. It energizes your spirit. That's why it can't be all day long. That's why you got to have some scriptures you put in you and eat some spiritual food. Otherwise, you get weak. You become spiritually weak. Well, how do I come spiritually weak? I didn't eat no spiritual food. Come on, I'm going to use it in a little bit. What did Jesus say? He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit, and they are what? They're life. And health to them that find it. What do you mean health to them that find it? What do you mean it gives you health? Yeah, health's in the word. Life's in the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What do you mean What? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. He's talking about, he's talking about the word of God's food. Well, food for what? It's spiritual food. Right? You got a dog, you feed it dog food. Got a fish? Fish food. What do you feed your spirit? Spirit food, the word of God. I know it sounds goofy, but it's true. What have you been feeding your spirit? You know, Wigglesworth said this. He said, you, you, you feed your body three hot meals a day, and you give your spirit a snack. Yeah, you messed up. So you got you to feed yourself of the things of the spirit, okay? Because your head will get you on all these tangents you don't need to get on. Okay, so look at this one. Remember Isaiah 55, 11? Pop that up there. I want you to see this. Very important you get these, okay? Look what he says here. It's, it's alive. Then we're going to go to Hebrews 4 and 12 right after that, okay? It is alive and it, it, it's powerful, amen? We're going to get there, though. Look what Isaiah says. So shall be what? My word. I got all these notes over here. My word what? The word of God will accomplish what it was sent to do. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Who's that? That's the Lord. See that? That's the Lord saying that. He said, it shall not return unto me void. What, what, what shall not return void? The word. Whose word? His word. But it shall accomplish that which I pleaseth where? And it shall prosper in the thing where I sent it. See that? What's he saying? He said, I got the word. You're going to put that word and send it back to me. Why are you going to send it back to me? Because that's what it was sent for. You send it back with your mouth, and it what? It'll accomplish there which it's sent from. You got confession. Remember this. Write this down. Confession was given to you for your soul, not your spirit. Confession was given to you for your soul, not your spirit. Does that make sense? Your soul needs confession to stay on track. Oh, you're getting it now. See what I'm saying? So I'm not saying the word of God to remind God of what he said, plead your case. I'm saying the word of God to remind me what he said. And I'm training myself by my own ear. Come on, Right? Right? I'm training myself by my own ear, hearing my own words say what God said. I'm going to tell you, there's a law in that. You know that? It's, it's James, James chapter 3 and 1. Your words tell your body where to go. You understand that? You want to see it? See, this is what happens because you gotta, I got to convince you. It's okay, though, man. Everybody got to be convinced. I got to be convinced. Okay, you got that, Isaiah 55, 11? Did you write it down? My word shall what? It's coming back. It ain't coming back void, though. It's going to do what? It's going to accomplish there and where I sent it. Where he sent it? He sent it to the earth. What happens when you send it back up? You ever read Isaiah said, plead your case? I'm going to plead my case with God for it. God's before me. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts ain't my thoughts. He thinks better than you think. Remember this. Listen to me. Look at me. God ain't never had a negative thought about you a day in his life. You understand that? Not one day in your life. 
You better wake up. Every negative you thought, thought you had about you didn't come from God. God ain't never had, you better listen to me. The church is screwed up. Tell these people all this dumb stuff. They don't even know what they're talking about. Well, how can you say that, preacher? Because you make people, they try to make people feel bad. Like, you're some jerked up mess. No, you're not. God has never had a bad thought about you a day in his life. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made in his likeness and his image. Well, he won't talk bad about himself. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Why is that? Because the way I think about you is way better than you think about you. He wasn't talking about us like down to us, like my way ain't your way. He's saying, yo, you know what? My way, man, ain't your way because I think of you up here. You're thinking about yourself down here, not me. My thoughts about you are up here. Your thoughts are over here. I ain't, God ain't never had a negative thought about you a day in your life. He got you at another level. He don't even talk to you at where you're at. He's always talking to you where you're going. You see it? So this is why it's important because when you read these scriptures, you go, man, God, are you serious? He's serious. You got to make that, but you got to make yourself one with the word. You see that? Watch. Here's the thing. Write this down. Lose your opinion. Lose your reason. I don't know how I say this. I can say this 52 different ways. You write it the way you hear it. Lose your reason. Lose your opinion. Lose your idea. Lose everything. And just make the word of God the final authority in your life. That's it. What he say about it? You ain't going to stay up at night trying to figure out something. What do he say about the money? That's what I'm saying. What do he say about the thing? That's what. What do he say about that marriage? That's what. What do he say about restoration? That's what I'm saying. And don't get all goofy, because some of you think, well, you know, some of these, some of these, some of these stupid decisions have now have affected your life, and now you, you like, you think like that's it. Nah, man. You with me? You hear me? Come on, I'm happy. You happy? You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, you get in a business deal and somebody acts like a clown and messes your side of it up. Or you get in a marriage and somebody acts like a ding-dong and they, they mess the side of the thing up. And now you think, oh, great, now I'm in, no, 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 that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. God will restore all that stuff. He'll restore it, redo it, renew it, he'll do it. You know what I'm saying, me? Don't get all messed up. Well, I, had a, I made a million dollars. I had a one guy told me he lost like a bunch of money. It was funny. It was funny to me. But, but, <laughs> he said, he, it was funny. a lot of money. It was more than a million bucks. It was straight up. Look me in the face. He said, I lost. I said, man, you ain't got me nervous. And he said, I, told, I just lost a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. I said, I know it's a lot of money. I said, but that's cool. I said, because I don't know nobody that had that kind of money. Like cash, you know what I mean? Like, you had that kind of money cash? Yeah. I said, I don't know nobody right now got that kind of money cash, right? That liquid. And I laughed, and I laughed. And while I was laughing, they didn't think it was funny when I was laughing. But I wasn't laughing at them. I wasn't laughing at them. I said, you're just looking wrong. I said, man, you know, that don't scare me. You know what scares me? If you ain't never known how to make that kind of money and you need to do it again, now we got a problem. But you know how to do it. You could do it again. Let me explain to you why I said that. Some of you think like, oh, everything's shot out. No, you know how to get it right. Now you just got to do what it takes to get it right again. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Don't get, don't get off in your own head and all, all this natural nonsense. This is going to look like it's not working when you first start working it, okay? Let me take away all the paper mache and all the, you know, balloons and the kazoos and all this junk. Okay, you're going to sit there and speak things and it's going to look like it's hitting you right back in the face when you say it. You're going to speak some stuff that's going to look like it's not working. Yep, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like it ain't working. It's going to look like a waste of time. It's going to look like you're goofy. It's going to look like you're out of your mind. It's going to look like you're abnormal. But guess what? You just stick in that word and stay with that word and don't come away from that word. That word has to accomplish what God sent it to do, and you cannot not see it come to pass. But here's the problem. People quit too early. Don't quit too early because here's the thing, God. It'll accomplish their way to where I sent it. That's a promise. That ain't a suggestion. God said, I'm going to do it, okay? Now, this is the James 3.1. He said, if a man offend not in the word, you all know this. He said, we put a bit in the bridle in the horse's mouth. Go there. Just let me see this. You got to see this thing, right? Go there for a minute, right? Not in masters knowing you should receive greater condemnation. Go to number two. Go. Boom. You'll see it. Now, you got to get this, right? For if any, we offend, we offend with our mouth, you know. But watch this. Now, what do say? He said, if you could tame your tongue, you could tame your body. Look at that. You know what that means? If you could tell your mouth what to speak, 
Proverbs said a wise man's heart teaches his mouth what to speak. Did you get that? You can't just say what you want to say. Man, you could save yourself so much heartache if you would stop saying what you want to say and say what the Bible tells you to say. You're, 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 yeah, that's the thing. You, you want an opinion. I want an opinion. I don't want no opinion. It gets you in trouble. You know what I mean? It does, right? Don't go there. Don't go there. Live in the Word. Stay in the Word. You see it? See it? He said you bridle the whole body. How you bridle your body? What words? See it? Your words will bridle your body. That means it's, it's a law. It tells your body where to go. I don't see it working. It'll, I'm telling you, that's how it works. You see it? A man that cannot sin with his mouth says it bridles the whole body. Why do you think he talked about a rudder and a ship and a bit in a horse's mouth? We talked about this, remember? He's saying, where's, where's the ship rudder go? That's the way the boat's going. Take that horse. He's saying, where's your tongue? That's where your body's going. Stop talking like goofy. Don't talk lack. Don't talk sick. Don't talk, don't talk negative. Don't talk this stuff. Well, I, I, but if I, what am I supposed to do? Go pray to God and talk weird, but to get in front of people, speak the word. Now, listen, I ain't trying to tell you not to be like, you know, I don't want you to become so emotionally detached, but you can't live out of your emotions. Them things are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel. I'm going to tell your body how to feel. You know what I'm saying? I know that seems insensitive, very much so, I know. But it's the truth, ain't it? Because your body will tell you God knows what, and the next thing you know, you're, you're spitting it out just as fast as your body's telling it to you, and now you're in a track you can't get out of because words are a law. You understand that? Words are a law, remember? Remember Matthew said? Remember he talked about it? He said either make the tree good or his fruit good or the tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt or the tree is known by his fruit. For right, out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. Every tree brings forth good fruit. And every tree, bad tree brings forth evil fruit. He said, this should not be. He said, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. Remember? Okay, he said, by your words, you're going to be justified. And by your words, you're going to be condemned. What's that mean? It's a law. Confession's a law, guys. You can't just say, oh, I didn't mean it. Too late. You can't say it. Is that okay? I know this is like repeat, but you, I guess we've got to hear it again. You know what I mean? Can't just figure out the whole Bible in the first sermon. But you know what I'm saying? But it's like, right, like, I don't say it because it's your body. It's a law. Okay, so let's reverse the law. Let's reverse the law. What do you mean reverse the law? Well, if you say it and you go this way, if you're talking goofy, you're going to go goofy. What happens if I start speaking positive about everything? What if I start speaking wealth instead of broke? I'm getting off Broke Street and finding, come on, million-dollar row. How you... It takes time, but it gets me all, it's dimensional. You see it? It takes me all, well, I just going, I got to tell you. See, the problem is this. Sometimes you want to talk, you can't talk. Sometimes the hardest thing in the world is be quiet about something. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing about it. Just leave it alone. You know what I mean? Don't, don't just hang on. Tell God, and then say what you got to say. It's important now. It keeps you connected. My word will not return void. It'll accomplish there when I sent it. So what are you telling? What are you telling the situation? See, here's what I want to kind of get you in on. God knows what His Word said, but the situation doesn't know. Because the curse in the earth and the and the mess of the fallen man is going to try to tell you you ain't supposed to be doing that. You don't know who I am. See, presses against you. Does that make sense? The pressure of the earth is going to push against you when you start speaking the things of God. It's going to create resistance. And when it creates resistance, guess what it's going to do? It's going to make you try, it's going to try to dethrone you from your dominion. That's what it tries to do. Dethrone you from dominion. That's what it tries to do. It's like, who do you think you are? It's going to press you. You're going to feel like I'm by myself. Don't worry about it. You'll make it as long as you don't stop. Do you understand? Just stay on it. Keep it coming out your mouth. Did you get it? it ain't going to return void. What ain't going to return? The word. The word. See, the power is in the word. Now watch this. How powerful the word, this is the best one. How powerful is the word of God? Now think about it. Don't answer it. Just think about it. You know how powerful the word of God is? As powerful as you think it is. See, to everybody in this room, the word, to some people in this room, the word of God, man, when it's coming out, you're like, 
You know, we got so many Bibles. You know, it's almost bad in a way we got it so good sometimes. Like, I don't want to say this in a weird way, but we got Bibles laying all over the place. You know what I'm saying? That's good. That's good. That's America. God bless America. There's places, man, they got a page of the Bible. They'll kill you for that thing, man, because they only got a page of it. I watched them. You know, I had a buddy. They were going to underground church in China, and they were bringing the, they were bringing stuff. He's like, man, you, you, it's like almost insane. They would travel like six, eight hours to get a Bible. You know what I mean? Just to get a, just to get a Bible, man. You know what I mean? It's almost like, and you know, some places you go, when the Word of God is being read, you can't even sit down. There's a place. Now, listen, religion and honor are two different things. Standing up at a religion ain't going to do you no good. Honoring what you hear, you know what I'm saying? That's power. You see what I'm saying by that? Now, I'm not saying we've got to stand up every time, but if you go to some churches, traditionally, stand for the reading of the Word. You've been there. Why is that? Because they ain't playing with it. It's a, it's, a, it's a place of honor. So we got to get back the honor. This ain't some coffee table material. This ain't some dashboard thing you leave in your dashboard. Now, look, I don't care if you got one in your dashboard. Praise God. But when you hear it, you determine the value of it. You understand it? See what I'm saying? So that's the word of God. Now, where are you at? Are you, at 30, are you 30% in? See, this is where it comes. You know what I'm saying? You see, man, I've been going to church 30 years. You've been 30% in for 30 years, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? I was giving, I was giving, I was giving the business there. He's like, I got Jesus in a little, no, no, no. That's the biggest problem with world religion. See, world religion's a farce, and I ain't open-minded about none of it because it's all lies. He just said it, the world religion lies, every single one of them. Only thing that's real is Jesus. Everything else is the devil. Come up out of the Antichrist. Yeah, I said it. Big deal. I went to India. They got 300 million gods. They're so confused. They don't know what in the world is going on. God bless them. Angela, I have to edit this too. But anyway, I don't really care. Not all of it. I ain't going to come back on what I said. I told you it's all the devil. I ain't playing. It's the devil. You understand me? 300 million gods. I said, what in the world are you kidding me? 300 million, 300 million gods. They worshiping everything over there. I went over there, and, and I went, and I said, what do you do when you preach? Everybody got saved the first meeting. I said, this place is awesome. He said, nah, man. He goes, they, they add them. I said, who they add? They said they added Jesus with the other stuff they worship. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, nah, they worship everything. So I said, oh, I got it now. Now I got it. I was like, you got to tell them, that's it. Get rid of everything. There's only one. See what I'm saying? Now go slow with this and absorb this just for a minute. Now just, just hear me because we ain't trying to just beat on world religion and, and, and hammer it. Well, what if they say pick up their book and say, this book's real? Because I've been there. Well, you going, my book's real. No, my book's real. Prove it. Okay. That's why we're here. You see what I'm saying? If it's religion, it ain't going to work. If it's God, he's got to work. See? The burden of proof is on him. He'll prove his word. Right? So you watch it happen and you go, man, this book's alive. We already got that figured out. But most Christians, they got, they're tainted, man. 30% Jesus and 30% God knows what. Come on, guys. I'm not saying you, but you got to ask yourself the question. When you leave the building today, am I 100% in on the Word of God? Because some of these people, I don't know what Bible they're reading. Well, I'm going to do this. You can't do that and be a believer. Well, I, I can. Well, then you must be a lousy believer. You understand what I'm saying? Look, I'm not picking on you. I'm not saying to be mean. You got to have the rubber meets the road kind of meeting with yourself. Like, you know, I got a little bit of Jesus and a little bit. Nah, 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 nah. It's all in and here and change and transform. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you could add all this stuff together. Like, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I, I believe about 80%. No, 80% ain't it. You got to get all in. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not picking on your lifestyle. That's not about your lifestyle. That's about the value which you place on what you hear. If it don't mean nothing to you when you hear it, it's in one ear out the other. You know what I mean? That's religion. You know what I'm saying? What's the Bible say? That's where we go. Now watch this. You want to know why people don't want to do this? I'm going to tell you exactly. There's only one reason, pride. They'd rather have their own opinion because they love the praise of men more than they like the praise of God. See, and that ain't mean, mean. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, you know, I don't think that. Well, that means you don't want to change. You know what I'm saying? If you got people in there, you know, I was, I was hitting it for a while there. You know, sometimes people got stuff like their stuff, they got it fixed, 
And when they hear it, they're like, well, you know, I don't believe what he, I don't believe all that stuff. No, you got to believe all of it. See, see, here's the thing, man, with God. He said, take heed what you hear, because you got to measure it all up even. Go, okay, God, I see it. Even if it hurts, I'm in. That's how you value it. Because here's the thing. If you don't value what you hear, you don't value nothing else. See, here's what carnality is just a person that doesn't value the word of God. That's all it is. Is that okay? Carnality is just a person that does not value the word of God because they either don't understand it or they just refuse to change. Does that make sense? The company says, I know that, but. You know, when you hear it and value it, when you walk out of here, you keep the character of it. Does that make sense? You're like, I ain't, gonna, no, I ain't compromising that. You see it? So you're not valuing what you're hearing. You're trying to get people to change that don't value what you say. They ain't going to change. So how do you make somebody value it? How do you get somebody to value what you value? See, this, that, you figure that out. You got to bottle it and sell it. You'd be loaded. How, think about that. How do, you, how do you get somebody to value what you value? It's impossible. It's a choice. I can't make you value what I value. I can't make you value what I value. Not at the degree I value it or you value it or whatever. I can't. I can't. You gotta, it's got to wake up. You know what I mean? So the thing is, what happens is when you hear someone, I'll tell you what, if, there were, if we all had like battery life over our head, you know, percentage, like the percentage came out, some of you like 98%. Some of you 63%. Some of you were 22%. Some of you are redlining it, man. You better get it together. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wh what percentage am I in? You determine that. Now watch this. Well, some months you're a lot more in than other months. Oh, you like that one, huh? You know, tell the truth. Well, you know, when it's good, oh, the good life, man, yeah, I'm going to serve Jesus. The good life will screw you up too. See what I'm saying? I'm man, this month, Hey, man, August, 38% in, baby. September, it's getting a little tight in my pocket. I'm 83% in. This is how people think, guys. I'm not... I'm showing you. What, do you. what am I trying to get you to do? I'm getting you to walk out the door, go home as a husband and wife, on the car ride home, go, we got to get 100% with the word. I'm losing my opinion. You're losing your opinion. Meaning, as a family, we got no opinion but the word of God. That's what we got. We're going to go. The kids come up. Listen, this is what the Bible said. Here's where me and mom are going to stand. Here's what we're going to do. No. Well, you know, I don't think it's a big deal to be a little alternative. In your, no, there ain't no alternative, nothing in your head. You know what I mean? It's the word of God. If it ain't all of it, it's none of it. This is what it says. If we don't know it, we'll Google it. We'll find it. We'll see what it says. Done. Now I'm 100% in. How are you going to get it to work if you don't get it all in? You listen to most Christians. You think the word of God is their final authority? No way. No way. No way. I'm not picking, I'm not picking on you guys. You guys are here on a Wednesday. You're making it your final authority, but I'm going to show you what. Don't ever think making it your final authority. This is why people get messed up. Uh, because other people don't, you think you're too extreme, and the next thing you know, you feel like, well, I'm the only one like this. What's wrong with me? Nothing. You should be the majority. You should be. You know what I'm saying? You go talk to your friends and tell them how much church you go to, they're looking at you like a marbles in your head. You do what? Then the restaurant. You go there how many days a week? How many days a week you go to church? You go, you go early to What? They ask you for money, don't they? I know all your friends. I got them. Then you knew that. It's crazy. While they're sitting in a bar getting hammered, dropping 150 bucks a weekend, doing God knows what, but you stupid for going to church and giving your money to the Lord. Come on, man. Look, I ain't picking on nobody. Hear me. Figure out what, where you at. I can't help you till you know where you're at. Man, I'm about 65% in. I'm, well, it says the word will work the more what? Value you put in it. But who determines the value of it? You do. Now, watch this. Why did I say all that? Because when you hear, you'll never govern if you didn't value what you heard. Because going one ear and out the other. Oh, because why? Because you know what you are? You're a rejector. Because I hear it and go, ah, I don't know. Out. That word don't stay long, man. That's why you almost got to be like a catcher. I'm telling you, man, you got to be a catcher ready to catch a fastball. Throw it. Come on, man. I'll pipe it down the middle. I'm ready. Why? Because I got to pay attention. Phew, 
I got it. Because the minute you ain't paying attention, man, that thing's by you. You know what I mean? And you got to you gotta grab it, okay? I'm on this one for a while, but I got to go. You see what I'm saying now? Are you getting this? You can't come in here like shut down. Come in here like get it. One word from God, change your, flip your whole life. See it? So the value, the value, because you ain't going to, you think you're going to value what you say? Nope. Not until you value what you hear. I'm proven. I'm going to show you everything I just said. All that 15 minutes, right, is tied up right here, right now. You think you're going to value what you say? Not a day in your life until you value what you heard. You think you're going to value what you do? You think your act, you think your character is going to change? Your character will change the instant you honor the word of God. It makes you change. You see it? Oh, you, okay, here. You think you're, you want to know how I get your love walk to change? Yet you honor what you hear about walking in love. Want to change your faith? Simple. How much honor do you have when we talk about, for the word, not me. See it? You say, oh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. I understand how this thing works. I got it. I got faith. Faith's in the unseen realm. Now when you get out there, you don't, if you think faith works in an unseen realm when you don't see it, you don't freak out and start talking goofy. Everything works on the value of what you hear. That's why Mark chapter 4, you figure it out. You figure out the whole Bible. You see it? You get in and go, okay, what did the Bible say? Man, I ain't going to say that. Why? Because if you walk out of love, you might hinder my prayer life. I ain't going to. If you don't value that, giving, I don't know about that. You ain't going to do it. Walk in love with your spouse. You ain't going to do that. I got, we went to the best marriage counselor in the world. I had, I had, I had him in the, no, I did. I had him in the office. I ain't going to mention no names. I had him in the office. They had seven and a half years of counseling. Almost eight. Eight. I don't know. They might be watching, whatever. Eight. Right. I don't care. I ain't going to mention no names. Eight years. They look at me and go, we got further ahead in an hour with you than we did eight years. I said, yeah, because it comes down to this. You going to do that book? You going to do that book? Because until everybody starts doing this book, y'all wasting time, man. They can't, can't fix it. And then once you figure out who the non-reacher is, you know where the problem lies. Well, I might do it. Yeah, you might get smacked in the head in here. You know, you say, don't go, then go do what you want to go do. Don't waste my time. If you really want to know, this is where it is. It's in the pages. The proof, come on, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. Who's eating? Let's go. You going to do it? Well, I have an interpretation. Well, I'm smart enough to out-interpret you. Here's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, because nobody likes me, because that's this is the only thing I'm good at. All right? so, like, I don't know if I believe that. I got eight scriptures to prove what I'm telling you is true. So either listen to me and conform and change or transform, or I'm going to hit you with a two-by-four because you got to get your head straight. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? I love you, but come on, man. It comes to the point where, when are you going to do this word? It's okay. I'd rather you come to me and say, I ain't going to do it, bro. I'm a 45%er in. Give me a couple months. God bless you. I love it. I got them. They're my friends. I mentor these guys. I know the one. That, you're 75% in. We got to wait. We're on time clock. We might get the other 25 in 20 years, but we're going to get it. But I want to know the deal going in. Don't give me this, oh, I'm 100% in and you ain't paying attention. Because once I give you, once you get instruction, let me tell you what your life gets off the rail. I hope you're paying attention to this. The minute you get instruction and you cannot perform it, your life is getting derailed. That's why the most dangerous thing in the world sometimes is to give an instruction to somebody that's not going to follow it through. You're setting their life back. So I'd rather talk to you at the level where you're at sometimes than take you to the place I want to bring you because you're not ready to go there. Because the minute you start talking at that level, now you've got accountability and responsibility. See what I'm saying? So it's almost better to stay with somebody where they're at. That's why you don't ask the kids to do something too big. Why? Because you don't want to see them fail. You talk to them at the level where they can receive and they can activate and they can be proud of themselves because they did good. But if you throw the bar up here, it's too high. So don't say you want that and then start getting the instruction for that because that costs you life. I don't mean death. I mean it costs you everything to maintain. Isn't it cool walking out on the water? Isn't it miserable trying to maintain it? Like I'm out here, now what? Just stand down there. Well, how's this going to be over? I don't know, a couple of years. A couple of years? I'm out here in the water, like a bobber. 
Just hanging out. Jesus. It was cool when you had like first three songs. Now you got no more songs. <laughs> Why, Jesus, did you want to feel? Oh, he touched me. He touched me. Remember we used to sing that one? Now you're singing, I don't know where he went. I don't feel nothing out here on nothing, right? <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm saying? You're out there on nothing, and you're out there like, now what? And God don't say nothing. It's great, ain't it? Then you got to kick all this stuff in gear. All right, so write this next one down. That was good, though. That'll help you. Did that help you? It accomplished what he said it. How about this one? Jeremiah 23, 29. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23, 29. Why did you see this? Jeremiah said this. He said, is not my word like a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rocks in pieces. Woo! Yeah, the word of God is like a fire and a, what? A hammer. The word of God is like a hammer. How many of you got to go chip away at some stuff? Come on. How many of you got to light some stuff on fire? You know what I mean? What he's saying is this. He's saying that word, that word has potential. That word has potential to spark something again, light something again. How many of you need to get something like that? It's like a hammer just knocking at things. You got to knock some walls down. You know what I mean? You ever see that? Like they got a wall up and you got to sledgehammer it a little bit. You just keep knocking it and knocking. How many got some walls up in your life you need to knock down? Get that, get that word, get the word. Now see, he didn't say, he, listen to me, he didn't say go get fire and go get a hammer. He said my word is like it. He's saying it does the job. That's what he's trying to get you to see, the word of God. Because sometimes what's the word of God do? The word of God looks like it's so small with your problem that's so big. What good is me sitting here saying it? It's like a fire and a hammer. It's like taking air. So imagine if we had a concrete wall here, right? And we said we got to get it down. And everybody, every one of us had a sledgehammer. We all start banging away at it. Everybody get a turn. Bam, bam, bam. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be like, well, that'll work, right? That'll work. Well, he said this. He said, I gave you the word. It's like fire. And it's like a hammer chipping away. You ain't thinking that when you say, oh, greater is he that's in me than he that's in me. Yeah, that's, that's like a hammer. Hammering at your inabilities of what you can't do. Come on, it's like fire shot up in your bones. Shot, you start speaking the word of God, it'll light your fire. The Bible says fan your flame, amen? You got a flame inside of you. You fan it by the word of God, speaking the word of God. It's important, guys. It's got to Look at this one. You ready for this one? You're going to like this, right? Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 50. Psalm 119, the whole psalm's about the word. You know that? You ever read Psalm 119? It's got like 165 verses in it, right? Right? How many, how many of them you got memorized? Praise God. <laughs> I quit after 100. No, praise God. <laughs> Find the word of God. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. If you find the word, you'll find comfort in affliction. When you get afflicted, the word of God will bring you comfort. You know what I'm saying? The word of God will comfort your soul. Man, ain't that good? Sometimes nobody can answer you. That's God's love letter to you, that Bible. He's speaking to yourself. You know? You put that word in you. You know how you do that? You find it and you speak it. And when you speak it and you find it, and how many of you know it's good you speak the word of God? You got to speak it. Because somebody else speaking it's one thing, but you speaking it's something else. You ever hear yourself on a tape? You sound weird, don't you? You ever hear yourself on a tape? You got that inner ear, and then you got that outer voice stuff and all that stuff going on. That's why your inner ear, your voice, you're trained by your own voice. You know that? You ever hear yourself on a tape? You sound different. Like, who in the world is that? Go listen to your voicemail on the way home. Like, who in the world is this? Because you're so used to hearing your inner ear. That goes in your spirit. Okay? That's why you got to speak it. Because you're convincing yourself. It'll quicken you. Make you alive. Come on, how many need some, how many go through some affliction? You know what I mean by that? You know what I mean? You go through stuff. Get the word of God. But what's the word of God going to do? It doesn't make me feel no better. Keep meditating and speaking it until something changes. Here's another one. Watch this one. Jeremiah 15, 16. Write these down. I got a bunch of these, man. I can't give you all of them, but yeah, I can. There's not that much more. Write this down. Come on, give me a minute. The words, look at it. Thy words, look at this. See this? Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Well, look at that. Now he's eating the word. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name. He said he ate the word. 
I found him and ate him. What do you mean ate, ate the word? He ate him. Put him in your spirit. That's why you're going to write those scriptures. How many got your index cards? You got your index cards yet? Get your in, you got your index card? Get your index card out. Get your scripture a week. How many got two scriptures a week? My overachievers got two a week, right? Put them scriptures on the card, and what are you doing? them? You read them to yourself. Don't read the whole Bible. You people reading Leviticus and do numbers. Come on, chill out, okay? Read that on your off day. I don't got no problem. You ain't got that much time. A lot of people don't have that much time. They don't read like, you know, I, I read like three chapters a day. Most people don't do that. I'm not saying I do that, but I'm saying most people don't do that. So if you don't, like, pick up the book and, like, I'm, I'm doing my daily devotional, great. Give, live in, Brother Hagin said this. He said, live in the epistles. Live in the epistles. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, those were the letters that God wrote to the church, to the modern-day church. Live in the epistles. Now, ain't nothing wrong with reading Deuteronomy and reading, you know, Leviticus and doing all that on your off day. But give me the daily. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Ro stay in Romans. Stay in the New Testament. Find out who you are in Christ. I told you, it's like a book. I don't even know if we got them anymore. The in him, we probably got them. Go get that in him thing. You can download it on your on the computer. It's free for me. We got those in hymns in there. Find out who you are in Christ. In him, in Christ, from Christ. It's all in there. They got all these scriptures. You go find out who you are. That's important, okay? So watch what it says here. He said, I ate him. Hey, what? Jesus said the words I'm speaking to you. There's spirit in their life. There's spirit in there. There's life in the word. See it? What do you mean you do? It'll energize your spirit. It'll energize your life. You understand it? Because you got Zoe, it's called Z-O-E, Zoe. That's the God kind of life. You're not alive by natural heartbeat. You understand it? You understand me? That's his natural life. That goes. You got spirit life in you. That's why you never die. No one dies. Eternity is never an option for anybody. But here's the thing. You got the life of God in you, the nature of God, Zoe. So you got to feed that so you can get strong. You feed it the word. It gets strong. Remember that? Was that Proverbs 18, 14? A strong, is that right? Proverbs 18, 14, a strong, I give you the scripture every week. Proverbs 18, 14, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who could bear? The spirit of a man will sustain him in infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? I think it's NIV or one of those other, don't try to find it. I do this every time I say it, right? Oh, right, this is this. The spirit of a man can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear? A strong, really it says this, a strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit, who can bear? A strong man's spirit, a strong lady's spirit, could sustain her through bodily pain and trouble. Bodily pain and trouble. But a weak spirit, who can bear? So if your spirit gets weak, your human spirit, you cannot maintain. Because you get pressed, and what do you do? You, you collapse. Spiritually. Can't carry the weight of it. See it? So we do, build a strong spirit. How you do that? That's why you pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why you feed the Word of God. That's why every one of you, right, get your, this is your only homework assignment for the whole month. Get your index card, get one or two scriptures, read them, and stay in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Stay in the Holy Spirit. A little bit. A couple minutes a day. Make sure you keep edifying your spirit. How about this one? Um, Psalm 119, right? Got another one for you. Psalm 119, 103. I got two more. Let me give them to you quick. Psalm 119, 103. You got them? How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet are your words unto my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. He's talking about the word of God being so sweet in your mouth, it's better than honey. I know that seems a little odd, but you know what he's talking about? He talks about it's so real, like it's so tangible to him, like the word of God's so important. You see what I'm saying? But we sometimes, because we don't see the benefits of speaking it, reading it, staying in it, we think, well, what good is just doing my daily devotional? This ain't doing me no good. Yeah, exactly, because you went in not valuing and honoring what you were getting ready to do, and that's exactly what you're going to take out of it. What's the big deal? But what's going to happen if you open that book and that's, I, when you build that? See, what's it going to feel like when you open that book and say, man, this is God speaking to me. This is God speaking to me. Look over, look, I'm going to help you, ready? Look over your Christian life. Look at how the word of God has had value in certain seasons of your life more than other seasons of your life. Why? Because you honored it different in one season than you did in another. Because you needed it more. You needed it more. It's okay, though. 
but now we understand the value of it. I don't care if the need got me to a place of honoring it. Now I honor it as the final authority. Now I don't care. And you don't come off it. And you don't let nobody let you come off it. Don't compromise it. So not anything. You're going to get an argument. People going to get mad at you, but don't worry about it. Yeah, because let me tell you something. You stay on God's side. I'll give you two more. Ready? How about Matthew 4 and 4? You know this one. But he answered and said to me, what? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. He said, the Bible's food. Spirit food. Remember that one? I got to get some spirit food. What's going to happen you keep putting life in you? What's going to happen you keep putting spirit life? Zoe and spirit life and Zoe and what you going to look like? How you going to walk? How you going to talk? How you going to talk? Jesus became flesh. He was the word became flesh. He was the he be, he was the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the living word. My God in heaven, you could become a living word. Become a living word. Yeah, become a living word. Squeeze you, love come out of you. Push on you. People are going to get mad at you. They're going to want to make you fight. You won't fight. They'll push you like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Praise the Lord. They can't mess with you. I'm telling you, man, you'll get so calm, you won't even be you. They won't even recognize you. You'll be a new you. You'll be like, I used to be a different you. I would have punched you six months ago. I ain't that you no more. I'm telling you, it's because the word, the word. Here's the last one. Write this one down. Boom. First Peter 2 and 2. Come on, we're done. You get that? First Peter 2. I just wanted to give you a little bit. Because, look, man, I could basically it's going to do this. It's going to give you better value for the word of God. First Peter, what did I say? First Peter 2 and 2? Yeah, right. There. Well, look at this one. He said desire, desire. He said desire what? Desire the word. As newborn babes desire sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. He said desire it. It's like this is how you grow. That's why you, why you give a baby milk, right? You, you give a baby formula, you know what I mean? Or but why? So it can grow. He said, you as a newborn babe, go to verse 1. Let him read 1, 2, and 3, and then I'll leave you alone. Come on. Look at this. Just so I got to see 1, 2, and 3 goes together. Let me show you this. You got to see this. She'll do it. Watch. Wherefore, lay aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy and all this envy and all this evil speaking. Get rid of this nonsense. He said, lose all this natural-minded nonsense. Stop talking like people of the earth. You ain't one. He said, what? As newborn babies do what? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Watch 3. 3 will mess you up. Watch, if so be, if you taste that the Lord is gracious, partaker of grace. That's Ephesians 4.29, man. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is the good use of edification, that minister grace unto the hearer, and grieve not the Spirit of God by which you were sealed. That's verse 30, right? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Why? That it may minister grace to the hearer. You want to make sure your words are gracious. Gracious, season with salt. Kind words, be kind. See what I'm saying? Why? Because I don't know, man. It just keeps a better revelation. We got to be mean for it. Don't be ornery. Be kind. You know what I'm saying? So what are we doing? We did one, this all, all month long. Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday. You know what this is about? Honoring. If you get one thing figured out, I want you to honor the word of God. If you leave here today, this is my one quest for Wednesday night, Sunday, was the same thing. I hope you did it. Go home, pick that book up, and go, how much I really believe that book? Because I'm going to tell you what. Because, look, don't give me this fancy pants Christianity junk because I don't want to hear it. Because some of you, you, that means you can't lie no more at work. Okay, so stop. No, th this is the truth. You understand what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. This is straight up. I got to be like, okay, so this is going to be kind of touchy, but I, I really can't do this no more. So how am I going to say this? So guess what? My vocabulary is going to get shut down in half. Okay, good. Then don't talk. You understand what I'm saying? Where is this thing going to kick in gear? You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pound anybody. I know you got to say, but you know, this is going to mean like, oh, you can't just be like, well, my lifestyle could be one way. No, no, that, no, that means no. That means the rubbers hit the road now. You know what I'm saying? 100% in. I want 100% out. Or go like this. Be straight. I'll tell you what, man. I told God. You know what I told God one time? I said, I don't love you. Yeah, I did. He didn't, get, he didn't fall off the throne. I said, I don't love you. Hands down, I don't. There's plenty of areas I don't love you, and I could prove it to you. He didn't freak out, neither did I. 
He said, if you love me, obey me. I said, you know many areas I don't obey you? Not by willful, but I'm not, I'm not going there yet. So I don't love you. Whatever you love, you serve. Don't ever forget that. I said, there's areas in my heart, man, I got to surrender, bro. You're crazy if you're sitting in this room today thinking you gave up all the areas of your heart yet. This is a progressional thing, man. I told the Lord, I said, there's some areas, man, I don't, I don't love it. Because if you love you, if you love them, you obey them. I said, there's areas I don't love you. I can tell you that right here and now because I don't obey you to the fullest right there, but I'm going to learn. He ain't going to fall off the deep end because you said that to him. It's honesty. Because I got to obey. And you learn obedience through the things you suffer. So did Jesus. Sometimes you go through some stuff and like, I don't want to do that, God, but I got to. Not mine, but thine. It ain't easy, but he's faithful. You see it? So leave it at that. We're going to go. You understand what I'm saying when I said I was just being transparent with you. You say, you're the pastor of the church. There's areas you don't love God. I told God straight up. I said, I don't love you, man. I want to love you, but there's areas I don't love you yet because I don't obey you there. That wasn't blatant stuff. It's little stuff. But you see what I'm saying? So it's a progressional growth. So what I say, God work in my heart. You know what he started doing? He started working in your heart in those areas. Because he wants total surrender. You see it? And don't beat yourself up if you're there. But don't lie if you're 70% in. Go, hey, bro, I'm 70% in. And I'm hanging out here for a while because I'm not. It's okay. That's the biggest mistake you can make is try to go shoot for something that you know you ain't going to be able to achieve. And then you defeat yourself. And then you don't want to even try no more. Cut it out. God's okay right where you're at. But we're trying to grow. So when you start putting this word. But here's my question, guys. Can you give this word a chance? Please, can you help me? Because this is the biggest problem. People get to come in to hear me, and they're like, okay, great. And then they don't try to give, give this word six months, man. Can you give me this word for the rest of the year? Can we try a prog? Can, can you do something for me? Can you give me one scripture a week for the rest of the year and a little bit of time meditating in it, and let's see where we're at? Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? You say, but I'm going to be, all right, that's okay. Let's give this word a little time to work, man. You guys... Can't get everything overnight. Put that word in there. Let's give it a little work. Give it a little time. Give it a little work. Maybe you're a little angry. You know what I mean? But I, I had to get I had to get kind, man. I wasn't kind all the time. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> I had to work on being kind. It's kind of an out-of-body experience when you're kind when you usually wouldn't be kind and you see yourself be kind and you're like, wow, this is really, this is really different. You're like, this is not me. Who is this person in my body? You know what I'm saying? Because it takes it's process. You know what I mean? You got to be kind. You know? You learn it. And I'm not saying, listen, guys, and listen, I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying you guys are walking around living like God knows what. But I'm saying, how much value are you putting on what you hear? You see what I'm saying? How much value are you putting on what you hear? Oh, yeah, it's the Bible. Yeah, I know. I heard that, bro. I heard that one faith thing. I heard that. Yeah, I know. I'm supposed to walk in love. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know I'm supposed to change that, but yeah, I know. But. Yeah, I know. Look, don't get mad. I, I know I'm supposed to think a certain way. I know, but sometimes I just like thinking the way I want to think. I I know I'm not supposed to say this, but sometimes I just want to blow off some steam, say what I want to say. The value coming in is the value that comes out. There it is, right there. Like, hey, as, now, this is what you need to do. Me and my house, this is how we're going to roll. See what I'm saying? Got to go in there. And that means you sometimes you go, you lose your opinion. What's the Bible say? I've had to repent to the kids. Had to repent to everybody. Act ugly sometimes and you know you're wrong. Now you're caught. What are you going to do? You're going to be prideful and say, oh, no, I'm the pastor of the church. I can't. No, I said, I repent. Made a mistake, Sorry. Wasn't big stuff, but you get get off in your mouth. There, you, you, come on, man. You got you want to be transparent? I'm being transparent here. Hello, you know what I'm saying? Pop off at the mouth, and you get a little too much. But hey, man, I'm wrong. Got to got to get a checkup sometimes in your own heart and go. Hey, made a mistake. Sorry, boy. I tell you what, though, when you live by that word, boy, that word feels good, man. It'll wash you, you know. Hey, I dropped the ball. One thing good about God is his mercy is new every morning. Come on, somebody. You might not be perfect, but you're getting better. Hey, Amen. Come on, stand up on your feet. You see what I'm saying? Let this word work. Let this word work. And if you miss it, go right back to that word. Go right back to that word. You see me? You see what I'm saying? If you miss it, go right back to the word. 
They say, all right, I'm going to get this thing. But here's the key. It's the value you put on what you hear. It's the value what you put on what you hear. And I got news for you. It's the value you put in what you read tomorrow morning. How, how, wh where is it at? See, now some of you now, this is a whole new life. This, this is it. I'm all in. That takes a process. Once the process is complete, no problem. You don't, you don't, no, no, no compromise. We do the word. And you guys are doing great because you're doing it. Amen? Come on. Students with me right now. Just lift your hands to heaven. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the word of God is the foremost authority in our life. Lord, I pray and I seal, I seal what I said in the blood of Jesus in their heart, God. It's sealed in there that the word of God has become the first and final authority in their life. And they're going to walk in the word greater than ever before. And from this day forward, God, something's going to shift in the way they see you and their word and their heart takes a greater, a greater place of honor from this moment forward. And Lord, because of today, today, what you're doing in their heart, they're never going to be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, clap. You did great. Okay? You're really good. And listen, think about that. Where are we putting this word? We're going to put, you guys got to figure out where, I'm all in, man. Some of you go home and have that little walk and talk with God. Yeah, I'm all in, God. Me, we're going to do this the way we do this thing. We're going to roll. All right? Ride or die. Get in there and go do it. All right? Love you. God bless you. You guys are doing great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.